Hi, my name is Lydia. And I'm Emma. And we're the hosts of Holy Ship. We are passionate about creating a space for women to talk about sexuality, their bodies, and all things relationships. We think that for so long, Christian spheres have often failed to address these topics with women in a healthy, shame-free, and open way. So welcome to Holy Ship, where we address all the taboo topics in a way that is honoring to you, your relationships, and God. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Holy Ship Podcast. Sadly, Emma can't be here with us today because she's on a work trip, but we are joined today by Lauren Barnes. She is a professional sexuality educator with 20-plus years of public speaking experience. Lauren makes comprehensive sexuality education fun and accessible, specializing in helping individuals overcome sex negatives. We are here today with Lauren Barnes. She is a professional sexuality educator with 20 plus years of public speaking experience. Lauren makes comprehensive sexuality education fun and accessible, specializing in helping individuals overcome sex negative beliefs based in religiosity. Lauren believes all humans deserve pleasurable and safe sexual experiences free of coercion, discrimination, and violence. So welcome to the podcast, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so very excited to be here. Yeah, we are so excited to have you, and I feel like we've been talking on social media for so long, so it's good to actually, we're actually recording this one in person, which we don't yes. normally do, so it's no. nice to actually see you face-to-face. And- such a gift, such a gift. I think you were one of the very first ones I reached out to when I had booked this trip, because I knew I wanted to connect ex- especially with folks in the city who I chat with all the time about mm-hmm. sex and sexuality and communication and purity culture, and so this was this has been like... Yeah, something I've been looking forward to. We planned this months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. So today's episode, we're talking about purity culture, pleasure, and consent. And yeah, you were the first person that came to mind for this episode. So really excited. Just to start off, could you tell um, our audience just like a little bit more about who you are and how you got into what you're doing? Absolutely. Uh, This subject is near and dear to my heart, first of all. And you know, let's talk about me personally and then professionally. So personally, I was raised in a very conservative town in Central Virginia and am a survivor of what we now know as a purity culture. When I was in the midst of this purity culture, I didn't know. I yeah. thought what I was in was yeah. great and sunshiny and perfect and was the best way and the only way and the holiest way, right? And didn't realize until much later into my life um, how incredibly detrimental it had been to not only my well-being sexually, but my well-being as a human. Um, and we can get into some of those stories later. But so personally, I am a survivor of all that. So I want any listener to know that um, I speak. I always get to hear you. I speak with a tender heart for these matters. This is not something that I am speaking on as an outsider looking in. Um, I support and celebrate folks integrating faith into their sexuality. Um, and I believe that there's a lot of sex negativity going around that is based in religiosity, as it says in my bio, mm-hmm. right? That there are sex negative attributes of so much of what we look at as religion, yeah. not faith. Yeah. So I just like folks to know that I support faith and yeah. spirituality, but not as it affects the well-being mm-hmm. individuals. So that's my personal side. Professionally, Um, I built a nonprofit in 2010, 2011 that worked in maternal health. So I worked with people in female bodies, birthing people for over a decade. And during my professional career, I kept running into people who were literally having children and didn't know their own sexual organs. Mm -hmm. 
And I, it would be this like little red flag that I would put in the back of my head, or I would reach out for a panel discussion or to get an expert's opinion on something and could find no one. And re- despite my upbringing in purity culture, I was always really comfortable talking about sexuality and really comfortable discussing these things, diving into more information. So again, put like a little post-it note and was like, maybe come back to that later. Um, then went through a divorce and then my own what I call like sexual reawakening and could find no help and started studying eating all of these books alive like just reading and studying and reading and studying then started having this is just how life happens right friends start to come to you like well how did you like what did you read right and it was at that point that I really understood that I didn't know enough to truly and I was going to do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. So I went back to school for sexuality education in 2021 um, and did a year-long intensive program with the Institute of Sexuality Education and Enlightenment that was the most life-giving, incredible experience of my life. And during that, I kind of thought, oh, I'll kind of work it into my maternal health career. I'll help people. And throughout the experience, I, it was like, my whole soul was like, and this is your next calling. <laughs> and I, I couldn't stop it at that point. Um, so in January of this year, I launched my business, which is Sex Ed For You. Um, I specialize in working with birthing people as they're becoming transitions, but then didn't even know how deep my specialty yeah. would go with purity culture survivors, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to their own pleasure, mm-hmm. consent, which we're talking about yeah. today. Um, and living a life that is sensual and reclaiming their own sexuality mm-hmm. for themselves um, and we'll get into that later but it is my deepest joy and yeah so I work one-on-one with clients now and then group classes and it's just it's my favorite mm-hmm. it's my favorite that's so awesome oh my word I also love how you use something that you're personally struggling with and you started like researching and like become became so empowered and like decided to like actually make a change in that so mm-hmm. I just honor you. you for that because that's like such a challenge to overcome and then like you're doing all this great work and it's really incredible the older I get the more I realize that I've kind of been doing that since I was like mm-hmm. a child yeah but it is it's how I'm meant to function mm-hmm. in this world and it's it literally is my greatest joy yeah. so I I don't I wouldn't want to be doing anything mm-hmm. else thank you though Yeah, so today we're talking about purity culture, pleasure, consent. Um, So just to start off, how would you go about defining consent? Because I feel like it can be a really tricky um, thing to define. Yes. So I'm so glad that I reviewed these questions ahead of time um, because I was trying to get back into my indoctrinated brain, right? (laughs) Like, what did I used to think consent Uh was? Because... As anyone can imagine, throughout a intensive sex education yeah. program, you unpack consent mm-hmm. again and again and again. So it's fun sometimes to go back yeah. into like, what did I think consent was? And I mm-hmm. think I thought consent was as a person inside of, again, religiosity. I always mm-hmm. like to be very careful, right? There are very healthy yeah. people yeah. out there who have religion that they adore. But inside of what I was raised as, I was property. Mm-hmm that was given, right? So in the extent that consent was given, yeah. I, I was to be given, mm-hmm. um, my virginity was to be given, my, like, I was to be given to a future husband, mm-hmm. I was given to God. It was like, consent was was mine to give. I think mm-hmm. I thought that, but it was like, but once it was given, there was no going back. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And that's part of my personal story. I was in an emotionally abusive marriage for over a decade and I didn't, I didn't think that we got to like renegotiate. Consent. Yeah. I didn't, that concept mm-hmm. never, never yeah. was pertained, which is dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Which is what we're seeing now. Yeah. We're now seeing a ton of folks who were raised inside of purity cultures in incredibly harmful mm-hmm. partnerships. And the outside world is like, leave, yeah. leave, right? I don't know if anyone's watching Keep Sweet on Netflix, yes. oh, right? Lord. And we have all these folks who, mm-hmm. they. I, my favorite quote so far was to disobey was worse than death. Mm-hmm. I would rather die than disobey. A hundred percent my story. Like I just kept writing that yeah. down, right? I absolutely mm-hmm. would have rather died than disobey yeah. the, what I, th- I, I thought it would have been like retracting mm-hmm. my word, right? Your yes yeah. is yes, your no is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying earlier, which I thought was so smart, with the, that I also thought that like the way I dressed my body was mm-hmm. like an invitation. I was giving yeah. consent because I was like inviting it, mm-hmm. right? That's what they always said, yeah. like inviting it, causing someone to stumble. So anyway, that that's maybe what I thought consent was. So I tried to get back into that body. Mm-hmm. But then immediately I just kept thinking of one of my favorite researchers, um, Dr. Betty Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has this beautiful book called The Wheel of Consent, The mm-hmm. Art of Giving and Receiving. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is looking for something incredibly nuanced, yeah, I highly recommend this book. Um, or work with me and I'll mm-hmm. teach you all of yeah. this too. Um, but we'll talk more about her actual wheel of consent, but mm-hmm. I would love to read something if that's yeah, okay with course. you. Okay. So Dr. Betty Martin says, the traditional meaning of consent means agreeing to something somebody else wants. Mm-hmm. I consent to X, right? Like I consent to being your wife. I consent to giving you my body. I consent to giving this thing up to you. In this meaning, you give consent or get consent. Mm-hmm. Dr. Betty Martin says, I'd like to expand the definition and think of consent as being an agreement that two or more people arrive at together. Mm-hmm. You don't give consent, you arrive at consent. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's good. in the essence that we are always arriving, mm-hmm. right? We are always growing and expanding yeah. and blooming and blossoming. Um, and we are all the result of our lived experiences too, mm-hmm. right? So what was consenting in one relationship, and we'll unpack this a little yeah. bit, right? Might not be consenting in, mm-hmm. in the next sexual relationship that someone's yeah. in, especially yeah. in casual dating, mm-hmm. right? Each human being comes with their own lived yeah. experiences. And I think it's very honoring and very Christ-like yeah. to in- integrate that into any mm-hmm. experience. Um, so we can unpack that more, but that's that's my big, broad yeah. definition would be yeah. Dr. Betty Martin says, consent being an agreement the two or more people come up with together. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Because we, we need to keep coming up with Yes. Yeah. yeah. So kind of like the reason I started like launching into wanting to do this episode was I've been thinking a ton about consent and then like, you know, of course, as soon as you start thinking about it, it pops up on your for you page all the time. And so I'm like seeing all these like different like definitions of consent and like similar talking about like enthusiastic consent or enthusiastic participation. And I was like, what does that like actually look like? Is that even like a correct way to think about consent? Like, can that be problematic? And just like thinking, and then I'm like Googling consent. And it's just like permission. And it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. really not helpful in the day to day. But yeah, so like I was in a situation where I invited a guy over and like there was a premise of us making out, which I was completely fine with. Okay. As soon as he comes over, we start making out and then things start progressing on his side. 
that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, but it was like this awkward, like, I did invite you over with like this premise of physicality, but like, I was thinking making out was like expressly stated that it was making out. And so like things progressed on his side and like eventually it was like, okay, like, no, no, no. But like up until that point, it was just like really awkward. And then like, there was like kind of like these like hard feelings that like I didn't reciprocate anything, even though like I didn't want to. So it was just like this weird thing. And then he left and I was like thinking about it. Cause I was like, how does consent work in like that situation? So that's kind of what launched me into like thinking about this because those types of situations happen all the time and like have happened all the time to me where I'm like, okay, like, yes, there was like some consent, but like does consent to one thing mean consent to all things? And like, I think like you're talking about earlier, like this giving yourself away and like, that's like so deeply ingrained in how like I grew up and like, even like the like verbiage of like giving yourself away at marriage or like having given yourself away before marriage and like how like that somehow creates like damaged goods and like there's all this like shame wrapped up in it and it's like it's just like crazy to like think about um so yeah, yeah can I, I can I interject yeah of course did it, and all the thought because the thought mm -hmm. that kept coming through my head is yeah. if I had put myself in that situation and then say it had led mm -hmm. to right almost yeah. non-consensual mm -hmm. sexual encounter yeah. What would have gone through my head is, well, I let him on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Yeah. It was always that type mm -hmm. of thing that the the female, the temptress, yeah. the Eve in yeah. the garden, mm -hmm. the Rahab, the you name it. Yeah. The illustrations in the Bible mm -hmm. are not kind to women. It's like, beware of temptation. She, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. how our Bibles yeah. were translated. Don't get mm -hmm. me started on this. Um, it would have been the blame, the responsibility yeah. would have been put on you, mm -hmm. right? And if you're okay with that, I would love to kind of dive into that responsibility because I think yeah. this is one of the most harmful, mm -hmm. harmful aspects of purity culture is that we indoctrinated young women mm -hmm. to take on the responsibility for, yeah. especially in heteronormative mm -hmm. situations, a person in a male body's sexuality. Yeah. We relinquished mm -hmm. him from responsibility yeah. for his own hands, mm -hmm. his own penis, his own yeah. mouth, and mm -hmm. we took it on ourselves. Not only is that a burden we are not meant to bear, yeah. not yeah. only does it have no biblical foundation, mm -hmm. it absolutely is detrimental yeah. to, to men as well. It also okay. is emasculating because mm -hmm. we believe that they can't take it. Yeah. And they've been raised in this culture in which mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that poor boy. Yeah. He's just, he's all these stumbling blocks around mm -hmm. him. And it's like, what the actual, yeah. like he can control himself too. Uh -huh. Boys will be boys. Yeah. Right. And you didn't have to be raised inside of a churchy mm -hmm. purity culture yeah. to hear this messaging. It was throughout any public school. Mm -hmm. Right? There's a big connection to purity yeah. and blah, blah, blah in our school mm -hmm. systems. Right? That we, we relinquish responsibility. So I'm hearing mm -hmm. this story, right? And it's like, oh, but oh, did I hurt his feelings? Did I leave yeah. yeah. It's like, who cares? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> that's not your responsibility. Uh -huh. Do you hear it? Like, it's like, yeah. we, we took on the responsibility for his feelings, mm -hmm. for his masculinity, for his ability to communicate. And we, like, done these men down. Mm -hmm. And I... It's been so fascinating to me. I'm currently engaged to a human being who did not grow up with any form of purity culture. And so when I'll say these things to him, he'll be like, yeah. ooh, excuse me, mm -hmm. right? Like, what? 
like, would you please stop that? Like, I am responsible for me. Uh-huh. You don't need to babysit me. Mm-hmm. And it has been the best learning experience. Because yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I was trained to think boys, like, needed me uh-huh. to, like, stop, like, yeah. communicate so clearly, mm-hmm. right? And so for just a moment, I would encourage any listener, stop it. Like, yeah. just stop. Like, stop thinking more about the, mm-hmm. uh, about their feelings. Start thinking more about yours. Yeah. Right? Because I mm-hmm. guarantee you, if that event had continued, it would not have been a pleasurable experience yeah. for yeah. Lydia. Mm-hmm. Maybe for this human, but like sexuality is for us. Yeah. Just as much as it's for them. So, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to take us down oh, a no. tangent. But totally. I, I, I think it's one of the mm-hmm. most harmful things. Yeah. And what gets folks into unhealthy partnerships, unhealthy marriages. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't we, sorry, like we live in this beautiful. We mm, egalitarian society is what we're uh-huh. hoping for, right? The yeah. world is kind of like flipping on its head right now, and we all don't know what to do. But um, yeah, I like we are so much of cause of it. Mm-hmm. I, I really, yeah, I, I want to call women to do yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Like we got to do better. Yeah, we can't uh, yeah. stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like kind of like what you were saying. I think so much of like purity culture taught that it's like my responsibility in these yes. in these situations. And then like looking at enthusiastic consent, yes. it's like is it then on the man's perception of the situation to like like I'll say like suss out if it's enthusiastic right. or not? Like how I guess like it's just like confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, in sex school we learned this exercise and yes and no. I do mm-hmm. think we have some responsibility yeah. for it. I do. Mm-hmm. Um and I think men need to do yeah. a better job. They do. They need mm-hmm. to ask. And we're going to talk about Dr. Better Martin's three-minute game. But here's a tangible thing you can do mm-hmm. with your friends, like, <laughs> at parties. Uh-huh. And maybe we'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so many of us, especially raised in purity culture, mm-hmm. say yes when we mean no. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. a fun game you can play with friends is to sit across from a friend, like we yeah. are, say no and mean no. Mm-hmm. Say no and mean yes. Say yes and mean no, and then say yes and mean yes. Okay. And just have your other friend guess. You mm-hmm. you have four, you can have it on a list in front of you, yeah. and you can look them in the eyes, and you can practice, and they can just write down which mm-hmm. one, right? Number one, I think she was saying no but meant yes. Number two, I think she was saying yes and meant yes. Mm-hmm. We don't know how. Yeah. yeah. So I think we need to practice mm-hmm. first. I think we need to do silly, Absolutely. tangible exercises in mm-hmm. a mirror to our friends. I think speaking of all of the things we can do, we need to go to restaurants. Mm-hmm. And when someone says, would you like more wine? Would you like more water? We need to be like, what do I want? What do I want? Yes or no. That's mm-hmm. that's an opportunity yeah. to practice consent, yeah. right? If we don't really want mm-hmm. more water in our glass, are we more afraid about hurting the server's feelings? Yeah. Or can we be like, no, thank you, mm-hmm. and cover our glass, yeah. right? Because no means no. Mm-hmm. We forget that consensual encounters yeah. are all around us. Mm-hmm all around us and there are opportunities to practice we just don't take them Mm -hmm. right into these moments where we're like really perplexed Mm -hmm. and then we practice that yeah right so i think asking ourselves so betty martin would say that it is more about the choice than than the words that come out of your mouth so to take a moment to notice yeah trust Mm -hmm. and value what we want in the moment Mm -hmm. or don't want yeah then to communicate that mm-hmm. and to be less obsessed with how it's going to yeah. be communicated back and more obsessed with what is my body saying. Yeah. Because yeah. there are ways to say, hey, make out partner, mm-hmm. I am noticing that my body's getting uncomfortable. Yeah. 
may not have communicated clearly mm-hmm. yeah. to, in your mind that I wanted to stop at making out tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I am noticing my body that if we continue, it's not going to be a hell yes. Yeah. It's not uh-huh. going to be enthusiastic consent. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm about that. Mm-hmm. And this has been fun. I've enjoyed it. But my body needs you to go now. Yeah. There are ways yeah. to own our responsibility, uh-huh. but I think I like thinking of anyone who's familiar with like inner child work, right? Yeah, our purity culture surviving selves mm-hmm. need us to yeah. advocate for that. Uh huh. They need the stronger, smarter, more mm-hmm. adult version of ourselves to rise up and be yeah. like, "No, mm-hmm. I will protect you, yeah. and this won't be happening mm-hmm. because we are in charge." Mm-hmm. We are in charge. Yeah. This is not. We're not waiting for some some mystical creature or a uh-huh. father or a pastor to like pop in the room. Like, uh-huh. Remember the like sayings like God's watching yeah. or whatever. It's like, <laughs> well, okay, but like I have to say this, uh-huh. and am I? Do I love myself enough right now? Yeah, yeah. to be like, ooh, noticing, noticing, mm-hmm. and it can, yes, because anyone, anyone, what what I hear from people in male bodies who are attracted mm-hmm. to women is I just wish she had told me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know. And I don't know, I was just literally sending a friend a thing on the way over here about how kissing connects us so much as human beings. Mm-hmm. It's such a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, and it raises testosterone. And putting a tongue in somebody else's mouth, a male is literally exchanging his testosterone into the females. And then it's increasing her libido. It's an amazing, amazing thing. I love it. And the male body is just programmed, right, mm-hmm. to spread its seed everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> literally to just make all these babies and to, I mean, it's literally just how their bodies are programmed. Mm-hmm. So physiologically, it is going to move faster. Yeah. And that's, it's beautiful, it's fine, it's fine. Our bodies are built differently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we can make out and be like, okay, that was enough, go away. Yeah, yeah. A male body, it. Right? It doesn't mean that he's trying to take advantage mm-hmm. of. It's just mean that, like, literally his primal brain is like, yeah. ah, next thing. Uh-huh. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Like, this feels great. Let's uh-huh. go to the next thing. Um, and, and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But we don't need to relinquish him the responsibility mm-hmm. of, like, nope, we can yeah. stop here. Mm-hmm. Um, so noticing, trusting, and valuing. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. went on for a long time. I really like what you're saying about how, like, consent is, like, offered in like so many different ways and we should start practicing mm-hmm. in like kind of like these like more like low stakes environments because then we do we wait until like these complex situations where we're like <laughs> um <laughs> right yeah yeah I like, really let's, like let's chat about some so let's see um i mean it can be with a decision for dinner it can be um uh, inviting more friends over like you know if you're yeah. going somewhere hey can so and so come too mm-hmm. and not exactly wanting another party yeah. in your friend yeah. group that's going out to dinner mm-hmm. and your body is saying no mm-hmm. right your body is saying oh, i was looking forward to one-on-one time yeah. with lydia and yeah. now that friend mm-hmm. you know she just invited a friend yeah. a perfect time a perfect time to be like oh i noticed mm-hmm. my body right so going inside to yourself and saying okay I need to communicate that this doesn't feel good to me. So using these words are magical. I am noticing that my body's feeling uncomfortable with this. Uh I'm valuing that about myself Mm -hmm. and I'm trusting it. And so I'm communicating to you that that doesn't really feel good for me. 
I don't think you meant to make me feel bad at all. Yeah, like, I literally yeah. don't. But that's what my body's saying. So, mm-hmm. should we rain check? Because if you're looking forward to getting together with yeah. a friend, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just need to value myself. Yeah. And then relinquish it, right? You've communicated. Yeah. You've communicated. Then Lydia, who invited this other friend, right, mm-hmm. has an opportunity to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, I can get together yeah. with them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or thanks for telling me. Yeah. Or you're not sure. Mm-hmm. And I actually blah, blah, blah. And then that shows us something, mm-hmm. right? So then it shows me, the human, okay, A, I honored myself. So maybe Lydia is going to go out with other yeah. friends and I'm going to feel a little FOMO. Mm-hmm. But honored myself yeah or well look at that mm-hmm. Lydia honors me and she's gonna uninvite that other friend yeah. and spend time with me great or I need to reassess this friendship mm-hmm. yeah right yeah because it's okay mm-hmm. if I need to end something it's okay but that's non-consensual mm-hmm. but that part starts with us does yeah. that make sense yeah, like I, you wouldn't have known mm-hmm. and how many of us go to those dinners yeah and are just bitter the whole time mm-hmm. are like nah, nah, nah. and then yeah. we complain to a friend uh-huh because we're like, they get fine, it's so and so, and blah, blah, blah. And then we just continue on. Yeah, yeah. And we owe it to ourselves. So there's a very tangible mm-hmm. example of saying yes when you mean no. Yeah. Instead of saying no when you mean no. Yeah. And they're, they're literally all around us. Mm-hmm. Um, it can happen with ourselves, too. You know, should I... Um, I don't know, go for a run or go to a yoga class or take a nap, right? Mm-hmm. And your body's really tired and instead you push it and go for yeah. a run. I mean, there are ways to practice mm-hmm. in, in of ourselves that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I promise you, the more you do, mm-hmm. the more visceral the response yeah. comes when you're with other people mm-hmm. because you're like, I literally can't. I, yeah. I feel sick yeah. because my body's like, you're not used to doing this. Uh-huh. Please stop. Yeah. Please stop right now. Like, please honor me. Um, I'm on this trip here in the city and I'm with my best friend and um, folks keep asking us, like, what we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. what are your plans? And we're like, mm-hmm. See, we're not doing that. Every morning we're getting up and we're saying, like, what does your body want? I had a few things, like mm-hmm. you, this, that, and that's it. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm too in tune with my body. Yeah. And I'm not going to push through. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. And that makes people very confused. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. confused. But I know you had said that you've talked with androgynismus mm-hmm. folks and stuff like yeah. that. But, right, that's in essence what bodies are saying. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, please. Yeah. No, no, please. And I would argue that's because we have been literally trained to force yeah. the openness and the receptiveness mm-hmm. when our bodies say mm-hmm. Right? And so if yeah. we want to truly be operating in our health and mm-hmm. wellness, where is the space yeah. for the rest and the receiving mm-hmm. and openness? Yeah. And sometimes it takes a little more connectivity mm-hmm. to our bodies because yeah. that's a feminine energy mm-hmm. and it's just not celebrated. It's like, yeah. go, go, go. Especially in a city like this oh, one. Yes. I'm oh, yes. preaching to the choir. <laughs> like it's this city celebrates accomplishment and mm-hmm. forwardness and yeah. Right. Like, yeah, let's have sex. Let's get it done. Uh-huh. Right. Like, come on. Like, of course you're going to sleep with them in the first time. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm so, so much. No, this is so good. This also, so on your Instagram, you often talk about like finding pleasure, like mm-hmm. just like in life. Mm-hmm. And I think for so long, it's been taught that like pleasure is only in marriage. And it's like almost like sinful outside of marriage when like lots of things are pleasurable, like eating is pleasurable. Like you can like hold hands in this pleasure. Like there's like so many things just like in our day to day life that like are pleasurable. But I think like often like having grown up in purity culture, it's like 
you almost like don't want to experience pleasure like it because it's like oh no like that's in marriage and like if I experience it outside of marriage I'm somehow like damaging myself mm -hmm. and it's like obviously like I know in my head that that's like a lie and like that's mm -hmm. not true mm -hmm. but it's like so hard to mm -hmm. like actively like fight against mm -hmm. that and I think like I guess like kind of like my second point like just in this episode is that like purity culture like told me that I can't advocate for my pleasure just like in life like not even just like sexually 100%. and like I just like love like all the like examples and like mm -hmm. the prompts you give mm -hmm. like your students mm -hmm. and I was wondering if you could just like talk through like yeah. how can we actually like work to like seek pleasure in our yes. lives well notice again how much pressure that is putting on mm -hmm. a partner yeah right because we are not taking responsibility what's mm -hmm. so funny about purity yeah. culture is we took responsibility for his own sexuality yeah and then relinquished responsibility mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. and i cannot tell you that how many couples yeah. i work with now who are married and cannot figure mm -hmm. out how to bring pleasure yeah to this person in a female mm -hmm. body like they, they just don't know how because yeah. she never learned mm -hmm. and she doesn't know how to advocate yeah and she has not until she ends mm -hmm. up in my office learned how to take responsibility for her yeah. own so we yeah. tell any person right now mm -hmm. it is your responsibility mm -hmm. stop like, yeah. like and you are fearfully and wonderfully made mm -hmm. and like if a person has a beautiful faith structure and believes they were created by a loving god in the yeah. image of a loving god with literally organs in our body oh i brought my vulva puppet has entered the scene <laughs> For all people, right? So I love bringing this when I'm talking with folks who lived in a purity culture uh -huh. because we were not taught about our genitalia yeah. at all. Yeah. And unlike the male sexual organ that's so easy to know, um, the female, not so much. And we literally have, mm -hmm. this one doesn't show the clitoris as well as my 3D model, which I did leave at home and did not bring. So our clitoris, right? We have the head of our clitoris at the top uh -huh. of the opening of our vagina, yeah. right? But <laughs> sweet, sweet male partners in heterosexual relationships <laughs> have not learned the inner workings of the clitoris, mm -hmm. right? So our clitoris is here, but then it also comes down and has bulbs and glands yeah. and legs is what we call them, which live inside our vulva. Uh -huh. And if we don't know how our clitoris loves to be stroked mm -hmm. and in enjoyed, then we can't tell a partner. Yeah. And yeah. every clitoris, unlike my penises, is different in how it likes yeah. to receive pleasure. Mm -hmm. And 85% of people in female bodies do not receive pleasure yeah. from vaginal penetration. Mm -hmm. So when this partner comes over thinking he's gonna give you a yeah. good time, they're like insertion, and sure it's fun and it feels close and it feels uh -huh. connected and intimate and that's beautiful, but like it ain't gonna get yeah. you there. Yeah. And so talking about consent again, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's okay to not consent to that yeah. until one has had an orgasm, uh -huh. if that's a desired thing. It's okay to do these mm -hmm. things and to teach yeah. these partners. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay. But back to pleasure, right? Uh -huh. So, yes, I think that pleasure is something that we don't take responsibility for and a thing that we ignore and think mm -hmm. will just, like, magically show up yeah. in a marriage. Yeah. I mean, I was literally like not even allowed to read Song of Solomon, a book oh, in wow. the Bible. Yeah. Because in essence, it would be awakening desires before the time was right. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that 
we have opportunities every day, this is what you're referencing yeah. on my Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. To enjoy pleasurable experiences yeah. so that we are more interested mm-hmm. in sexual encounters yeah. and people can get all funky about that, yeah. right? But here's what I mean, and this mm-hmm. is what you were saying too, right? So I love to encourage folks to engage their five senses, right? When you're given these senses, uh-huh. there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. using them. So start here, yeah. right? Start fully clothed, take a walk outside. Mm-hmm. And my 11-year-old and I do this, and I promise this is sex ed, but it's not at yeah. all inappropriate. Um, first, just notice one thing you smell that brings you pleasure, just one. Often we live in this world that's so overwhelming yeah. that we don't tune in to just one mm-hmm. sense, right? And so I even did this on my walk this morning. I do it all the time. People probably like she's crazy, like because <laughs> I'm just smiling. The one thing that you smell that brings uh-huh. pleasure. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe mm-hmm. it is the smell of the asphalt. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the smell of the bakery scent that you walk by. Yeah. Right? There's there are yeah. smells around us. I mm-hmm. Maybe it's your own hair. <laughs> like yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, there's not anything nice. Uh-huh. And then I take a whiff of my own hair product, and I'll mm-hmm. remember, oh, that's right, I took a lovely shower. So one yeah. thing you smell. Then one thing you feel. I'm huge on this. We get to choose what clothes we put on our body. Mm-hmm. And it is a daily pleasure choice if we take it. Yeah. Right? So maybe you're not wearing something comfortable. Maybe it's freezing outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can feel the way the wind brushes across yeah. your skin. Mm-hmm. You can, I'm always doing this, reach out and touch the building that you're walking yeah. by. People are like, that lady's insane. <laughs> I don't care. Right? Like, there's uh-huh. a way this couch, this velvet couch yeah. that we're sitting on feels. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a way this dress feels on my body. There's a way this feels. Yeah. And often we just don't notice. Yeah. And then let it ripple through your skin, right? Mm-hmm. Like just take a minute. So feel. Um, taste, which people are like, but that doesn't make any sense. But it is amazing how much flavor our taste buds like hold mm-hmm. onto inside of our own mouths. Yeah. So maybe it is the last food we ate or the mm-hmm. last. But maybe you can also taste, sometimes you can like taste the rain. Or you can taste what's yeah. happening around you. It's amazing, right? So then, then auditory as well. Like, what do we, what do we hear? And of course, in the city, you're gonna be like, well, the honking and the blah yeah. blah blah. But sometimes, if you tune in, you can hear the laughter of a child. Mm-hmm. Or you can hear the sound of a different language. Yeah. Right? There are beautiful things mm-hmm. we can hear. Um, and then, last but not least, of course, like what we can see. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of a concrete jungle, in the middle of here, like. Take a minute, right? Yeah. Like I'm looking out this window, and there's mm-hmm. like the zigzag of the fire yeah. escape, right? Like, what does that pattern do with the the curve of the curtain as well? Yeah. And so taking those opportunities to literally just live inside our own bodies, yes. right? Yeah. Allows us to be so much more connected mm-hmm. to pleasure, right? Yeah. That's living a pleasurable existence. Mm-hmm. And when you go to dinner with friends, instead of just eating this mm-hmm. food that costs way too much money, yeah. right? Like, yeah. take a minute, uh-huh. savor that first bite, talk about how delicious mm-hmm. this food is. Or if it's not very good, like, tell the server and then leave, right? Yeah. Like, talk about consent again. Be like, uh-huh. actually, no, this is not what I wanted. Um, seizing those opportunities, right? And then yes, if you are holding a partner's hand or yeah. engaging in a makeout session, mm-hmm. savoring that too. Yeah. And that can be, going back to your original question mm-hmm. of consent, that would be a great way too, to phrase it with a makeout partner. Yeah. Like, hey, 
I've been really into just making out. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in coming over to my place and just making out? And I have this boundary, which Mm -hmm. is we're not going to go past it because I want to see how much pleasure I can get from making out. Are you down? Yeah. Right? Then they can be like, uh, like that sounds Uh great, but like, I don't know if I can just make out with you and stop there. And you can be like, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. You're not game for my game. That takes us. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you see how much ownership there is in that? That is not an easy conversation Mm -hmm. to have, but I'll tell you what, it weeds it out. Mm -hmm. It does. And then it's us taking responsibility. It's asking them to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's oh so clear. It's stating the bound, it's framing. I always talk about like the framework. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, going back to consent again, if at any point in the instance, and that can also be communicated to, I am also practicing if something doesn't feel like an enthusiastic yes, that I'm going to stop you. Mm -hmm. Again, the biggest, biggest question that we forget to ask is, is that something you're willing to provide? Is that something you are willing to engage in Mm -hmm. with me? Because that partner gets to consent to. This is an agreement we arrive at the pattern mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And again, practical ways. I'm mm-hmm. all about practicality, mm-hmm. so this is great. We've got to be able to practice, yeah. right? That's why people mm-hmm. go to school. Yeah. I'm like, this is why sex should be yes. right? <laughs> because consent is so mm-hmm. much more than partnered intercourse. Yeah. yeah. Consent is how we handle the world. Mm-hmm. And we like to ask everyone, but what are some resources that you would recommend? Like, I know you talked about like the book yep. and like what else? Uh, what do you recommend for people? Yep. Um, obviously, follow me on Instagram, yes. sex underscore ed underscore for underscore you. Um, and Dr. Betty Martin, amazing, incredible mm-hmm. book. Um, Emily Nagoski's Come As You Are should be yes. mandatory reading for everyone. Mm-hmm. In that, we all should know our bodies. Yeah. Um, we all need to know all about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're nerdy like me, Um, There's this incredible book by the Reverend Beverly Dale called Advancing Sexual Health for the Christian Client. It is written for um, those inside of religious communities looking to help folks from a sex positive angle, looking to be sex affirming. She talks about this concept of that those of us raised in indoctrination have explicit, latent, Mm -hmm. and body-based sex negative beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so if you are looking to truly do a deep dive, and I would only recommend this on a a platform like this, it's Uh not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it is definitely theology, theology, Mm -hmm. theology. So if folks want to unpack, but they don't want to just unpack, they want to create new sexual values for themselves, which Mm -hmm. I am passionate about, please, please, please do the work. It's Mm -hmm. out there for you. It really is out there for you. and then yeah, myself, <laughs> myself, yes, myself. I have a course literally for purity culture survivors called okay. Pleasure for Purity Culture Survivors. Mm-hmm. It's a six week course, um, and we go bit by bit by bit by bit. Mm-hmm. First, unpacking and understanding like where its doctrine mm-hmm. originated, um, and then truly empowering individuals yeah. to live pleasure filled lives mm-hmm. on their own. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say 50-50 of my clients and students are partnered or unpartnered. Mm-hmm. This. Obviously, is so much of the work we need to do on our own. Yeah. Like this is. Please don't wait. Please don't yeah. wait. I can tell you that the pain is untold mm-hmm. if you wait to do the work. 
Lauren, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can either DM us at theholyship.podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at theholyship.podcast at gmail.com. We hope you all have a great week.